2: We've got breaking NFL news. Pete Carroll out in Seattle. Stunning development there. He said after the game against Arizona in week 18 that he thought he'd be back. If you watch him on the sidelines, he looks like he's 72 going on 24. The dude has boundless uh, energy. There's an effervescence about that guy where he's just always seemingly in like a joyful mood. I think that... In terms of personality, there is a lot in common between Carroll and Tomlin. I think Carroll's a little bit more expressive about it. I think he's a little bit more animated as a coach. But they're both guys that love football and seem to, like, they don't... You know Belichick loves coaching, but he has that stoic demeanor at all times. You see it in Pete Carroll when he's on an NFL sideline. And today, he... uh, Mutual parting of ways in Seattle... I do think and I'm going to connect it to the Steelers here in Tomlin. I do think the interesting part about this is if I had to guess why Pete Carroll isn't coaching the Seattle the Seattle Seahawks anymore. It's because of a philosophical a difference of a, a philosophical difference thing. Would you agree with that Chris? Between himself and who? John Schneider the GM? The GM, maybe even people higher up than him, maybe the owner gets involved. I don't know, but just like a you know what Pete this has been a great run but it's good for everybody to go. They're,
0: I think another, separate ways. I, it could be that. It could also be that they have tried very hard to retool that defense because he is more of a defensive guy than he is anything. That's where he would hang his hat. And they continue to get shredded on defense. He's like a CEO coach, like Tomlin, though. But his background oh, I, is I, more defense. I than agree, it is but it's not
2: like you see him calling plays, and he's not thought of as like a great X's and O's coach. I mean, he authored the dumbest play call in the history of a big game.
0: I know. I just I, I've already seen the only reason I I kind of balk at the idea that it might be he and John Schneider, for example, their GM is I'm seeing people speculate that if he's staying on in an advisory role like like is apparently the case, Carol is, and yep. they hire somebody else that, that they're going to give a lot of personnel power to, they might be pushing the GM out of all interesting of all things. But no, I mean it's you know what it is with him more than anything, the, the parallel? It's a guy who I think they really like up there, who I thought when that That Legion of Boom team came into being, they were the best challenge to the Patriots. They felt like a team that you'd expect to go in there and go toe-to-toe with a guy like Brady, and they decided it ran its course with him. He's old and he's been doing it
2: for a long time, although not in one place for as long as Tomlin. But when something like this happens, where a coach is stepping away because... It's not about job performance. It's not because the guy did a bad job. They've won 18 games in the last two years with Geno Smith. And if not for the Steelers going in there and beating them two weeks ago, they would be in the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. You know, they have so far won the Russell Wilson divorce big time because they rid themselves of that
0: contract and got a bunch of players in
2: return. Got for a quarterback it. that's played better than Russell Wilson mm-hmm. in the two years since. Which gets back to this whole Tomlin thing. And this potentially being his last game. And I know Kabali went on the uh, midday show today and said he thinks an extension is looming and if you've ever been away, uh, been around Tomlin, he doesn't put out the vibe of being burnt out or wanting to walk away. Well, I don't think that Pete Carroll puts out the vibe that he's burnt out or wanted to walk away. Would you agree with that? Like, I don't think that that's his personality whatsoever no, it that sounds, he's
0: fried I don't think he was given a choice as to whether or not he wanted yeah. to walk away I think he was told he was walking away and the best they could do is give him an advisory Which, role. that ultimatum I don't think will ever exist here I don't think that you know that that franchise doesn't have a history of saying we treat our coaches like, like emperors and they basically tell us when they're gonna leave but I, I do want to bring up again
2: the idea that and Bouchette said this Remember Bouchette when he, when I think he went on Batco's podcast and said that he would not have, if he were Art Rooney, he would not have interfered and fired Matt Canada. Mm -hmm. Just because of what you're doing to your head coach when you do that. You're in a way telling him, I know more about football than you do. Yes, I signed the checks and I'm in charge, but. Ultimately, the buck stops with me. I'm still going to do something against your own will or your own football.
0: Your football Uh, acumen is wrong here. I am above you, don't really have a football background, but I've got this one pegged. Yeah, okay. Yep. And Ed brought that up.
2: I do wonder if when the season ends, And the conversation transitions from how do we beat the Bills or how do we beat the next team we're playing and you're looking at the direction of the team. And Tomlin and Rooney sit. Art is going to say to Mike, we love you, we adore you, we're going to give you two or three more years and we're going to give you all of this money. Is that cool? Are there any... Are there any uh things like are, strings is, attached to are that? Are there money? any strings attached to that exactly? There should be. Exactly. And that's that's in my opinion that is that is the reason why we've heard the Schefters and the glazers report the kind of things that they have about Tomlin not because it's Tomlin's way of trying to drive up his price. I, Rooney wouldn't go for that. It's because maybe Mike thinks when that conversation happens, that the owner is going to give him a couple of things to do, or that he wants... Conditions for his money. Conditions, exactly, and that Mike really is not going to go... Mike doesn't want to go for
0: that. So you're coming around to a different version of my little leverage theory from yesterday. And Chris,
2: he might think that Mm -hmm. if the owner told him to fire a coach midseason.
0: This is an area where I would argue that the owner unless the head coach has been holding out on us, which I don't think he has been, the owner would be right to attach some conditions. You sit down and say, how do we get take the next step, assuming their season ends this Sunday afternoon in Buffalo? And Mike doesn't say, hey, Art, I realize that we need to commit more resources to really getting innovative on offense. Not even innovative so much, but getting better and more explosive and more consistent. We need to do a lot of things on that side of the ball. I, I know I'm a defensive guy, whatever. If that doesn't come out of his mouth... And if he doesn't say, and I've got a real legitimate list of guys that I think we need to interview for this job, then I would truly be very skeptical of the direction he wants to take this team. Well,
2: can I I give you a hypothetical? Sure. So where did Art Rooney get his last offensive coordinator from for Mike? And it worked out to some degree. Todd Haley coming here. He's a... a, His dad worked for the team. Pittsburgh guy, guy. lifer, all those things. What if Art goes to Mike and says, hey, Mike, we want you back. Here's the money and everything else. I would really, really like for you to interview Luke Getzey to be the offensive coordinator. Now,
0: if I were Mike there, I'd say, no, Art, he's not good. I don't think, but my my point is, I don't think Mike would do that. Mike would actually be right in that case. I think he he would say,
2: okay, thank you, Art. Sham interview. And And then I think, no, and then I think he comes back, and if he doesn't want, Luke. An offensive coordinator like that. Well, then you know what? I'm so fried right now. I'm so burnt out. I think I'm going to take some time off.
0: So wait a minute. The only offensive coordinator
2: Art wants him to interview is Luke. Getzy? No, I'm just. I'm, I, well, don't. How many other guys interviewed when Todd Haley got the job? No, I know. I'm saying if the offense, if if the owner makes it clear who he wants his offensive coordinator to be in a wink, wink, nod, nod way, which he did ten years God, ago. God, if it was
0: specifically Luke Getzey, I would be like, hell no.
2: But, it, I mean, is that a totally crazy hypothetical? That's that's what they like to do. Matt Canada wasn't from Pittsburgh, but Tomlin knew him because he worked at Pitt and obviously the recruiting of his son at Maryland. And also, by the way, like, Art probably is not going to say no to that because, hey, Art, watch those offenses at Pitt, and they scored 30-plus points a game. So if you have some connection or tie to Pittsburgh, that's usually a good starting point with the owner, I think.
0: If the owner gets involved in these things, Hmm. man, I'm I'm just—you just said the one name right now—the guy who couldn't figure out how to use Justin Fields correctly, like all that stuff. I'm
2: just painting a scenario where what just happened in Seattle. What would what would cause Mike Tomlin to not want to coach next year? I don't think he's legitimately burnt out, but I think he could use that as an excuse. If he doesn't like the direction of the team that's being, maybe not mandated, but strongly suggested or recommend, I, recommended I to him by the owner. And we know that Art does those you've things. You've
0: put me in a weird spot answering this because you, on one hand, I think Art should step in if Mike is continuing to be like very underwhelming with the guys he wants to hire for the job. I agree. But then when you say Art would step in and hire a guy worse than anybody he could hire, otherwise, I say, no, Art, stay away which gets me back to sort of the entire circle we drive around in with this team. It's like, are they ever going to break out of sort of the idea of, A, you can win with a conservative offense, and B, you have to hire people who are only connected to Pittsburgh. That's nice when it's Andy Weidel and he has the chops because he helped build one of the best rosters still, top to bottom, in the NFL. It doesn't work so much if your entire broad scope as the owner is, hey, that kid who's from Munhall, yeah, I know he just got fired, but... It didn't work for him in Chicago, but maybe it'll work here. Come on, like I'm of two very different minds there based on the one name you threw out. Let's I'm just
2: even if Tomlin were to step away from football and shock the world. What do you think the odds are Luke Getsy's name gets at least attached to the Steelers offensive coordinator job and they interview him? I would put it at very close to 100%.
0: Attached in what way? Like somebody out there reports this is happening. Here are the
2: candidates for the Steelers offensive coordinator. job. Boom, the kid locally. They put
0: Luke Getze in because they know they're supposed to put a local person in. Is it like the tail wagging the dog here? Well, I know Art's going to want a local guy. And well, Luke Getze went to Steel Valley. And well, yeah, he just did get fired, but still. Yes, yes, and yes. I think that the reporters will
2: do that. And I think that I would put it at close to 100%. I think that the owner will probably want the coach to do. Ah, uh, his homework on a Pittsburgh guy who's been an offensive coach in the league who's just become available.
0: I would, you, yeah. And why did he just become
2: available? Because last year the Bears' passing offense was worse than the Steelers, if you can believe
0: that. And that would not represent progress. You think? I, I just feel like I. I feel like Art in this scenario, Art is finding out who he wants to hire or Mike to interview for the job, but by googling offensive coaches NFL Pittsburgh just yeah but just uh, I also think it could apply to quarterbacks too
2: I mean what if our I'm going to give you another wild oh, no. scenario oh, no. no I don't I don't think you, I don't think you'll mind this one as much what if Rudolph beats the Bills okay and R, who we has gone on record as saying very complimentary things about Mason Rudolph in the past what if he all of a sudden is like you know what I believe in this guy I want to give him another look next year. I want him back on the team, and I want him to legitimately have a chance to be the starting quarterback. And he lets Mike know that when the season ends.
0: Despite the fact that ultimately I don't think Mason's ever going to be an upper crust or even average starter in the league, maybe average at best, and that's that's projecting a lot and, and putting a lot of weight in the Geno Smith experience, uh, I would be much more at peace and and okay with that. Because then we would have actually seen Art make a decision based on four games that are really good I know, but we I think the we, we all
2: agree that Mike's only playing Rudolph because he feels like he
0: had to when Trubisky got hurt. He was so desperate. And now he's only playing him because even he knows that if he were to bench him for Kenny Pickett, right. it would be an insane move and, and I'm characterized. Sh- yeah, as and such.
2: Yeah, and I think, again, in that situation, if Mike's like, wait a minute, I've got to come back in 2024 and beyond, and my owner really... Thinks that Mason Rudolph is an NFL starting quarterback. Um, you know, can I have my agent call the head of broadcasting at CBS now and just kind of figure out what the money is? Like I, I think in those situations, if things if it was put to him that way, maybe he would want to get out of Dodge. I mean, if it's just if art is just basically like, you know what, Mike, you've done such a good job here the last almost twenty years now this is your fiefdom, here is your contract extension, here is the money, keep doing what you're doing, then I think Mike would, of course he's not burnt out, of course he loves coaching, all of those things.
0: Does he think, though, that what he's doing and the team he's building is a serious Super Bowl contender year after year, Mike? Does he look at it and say we are, he knows what... He'll never say that he knows this. I'm busy. I don't read the stuff you guys read. He knows they're 10-point underdogs. You know, it's going to be on his bulletin board of things to did, say to get them fired up Did you up this notice week. he
2: didn't do the, we're in the single elimination tournament, anything can happen? Line yesterday, he did not say like the... Do you think he would have if Kenny was playing
0: quarterback? What no. do you? Why do you think he didn't say it? Because he knows they're projected to get their asses I kicked. don't know.
2: I guess that's the, that's my fundamental Tacitly, thing. Tacitly, I do think that in Tomlin's heart of hearts,
0: he feels like the Rudolph bubble is going to burst. I do think he believes that. Then I think I he's, va- okay, it might. He might end up being right about that. And if he thinks that it's a no-brainer slam dunk to go back to Kenny, based on anything Kenny's shown in his entire career, then he doesn't really know what he's watching.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?